Get ready, it's time. Motherhood Talk Radio, starring Sandra Beck, is the most powerful voice in women's issues today. As the owner of Motherhood Incorporated, Sandra brings you inspiring, influential, and interesting resources to help you navigate everything from childcare to corporate formation. Each episode of Motherhood Talk Radio features guests who all have a story, experts in their field, and information you won't want to miss. We bring you everything from the latest crafting tips to how to be sexy in your 40s. From great parenting tips to moms facing some tough challenges, and most importantly, how to bounce back with style. Motherhood Talk Radio helps you make a difference in your world and the world around us. Being all you can be starts right here, right now. Let's do it. Here's your host, Sandra Beck. everybody, this is Sandra Beck, and I'm so excited today to have Sharon Holland with us. Now, if you guys are playing along at home and you want to go on the internet and look her up, you can find her at SharonHolland.com, and that's spelled S-H-A-R-O-N-H-O-L-A-N-D. So don't spell it like the country or you will not find her. And she's got a book coming out on gut health, and I'm so excited to talk about gut health today, Sharon, because, you know, it's a very timely topic topic and we are all struggling from kind of enormous bouts of stress with the current political situation with the current um, health situation Mm -hmm. and then you add on top of many of us including myself are single parents and parenting children at home that can't go to school I'm like open the schools open the schools Um, Because it's really hard to juggle all these things. And on top of it, nutrition for some of the parts of the country is very difficult. I live in Mm. Los Angeles. And for about six weeks this year, we did not have a lot of fresh produce. Mm. Wow. I don't know what happened. But when you're trying to be mindful of you and your children's health and you go to the grocery store and it's wiped out that's that's difficult and so we want to talk today about your field of interest and your remarkable book because it's not only a health book but it serves a bunch of different purposes so I want you to explain to our listeners (laughs) kind of this cool hybrid that you came up with as part of your your gut health book I would love to share it with you. And thank you so much for having me. I am just so amazed at how we are all such conduits of, uh, you know, and, and of information and how we're always looking externally for things. And the more that we go on the internet and ask Dr. Google a million questions, <laughs> you know, you, 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 you're more stressed out. Forget about it. All the stresses that you just uh, described, it's even added on, you know, more because of all of these tabs that are open on the internet, because we don't know who to believe, we don't know who to trust, and we're throwing spaghetti at the wall, and we're like, we hope something is going to stick. So uh, I wrote my book, it actually started when my son was diagnosed with Crohn's, and I knew nothing about health and nutrition. 
he was a blessing in disguise because it was my wake up call because I had not been paying attention to my symptoms, what was going on in my body. I was busy also as a single mom, forging forward, doing everything that I needed to do, the good mom, the good this, the good everything, except putting the oxygen mask on myself first. So as I went to grad school and shifted and helped my son heal and realized I had a bunch of health issues, which you know people can read about in the book and on my website, I came to discover that there were so many common factors with my clients and the acronym gut, it's a pun on words, right? Because it does talk about the gut, but it also stands for G, get connected, U, understand, T, take action. Because the one thing that's really missing, I believe, with all of this have to go on a diet and you have to restrict and it's all self-sabotage and you ate a cookie and that's it. You know, I've got to start all over again because I'm a fat pig. (laughs) Wait, are you in my head? What's happening here? (laughs) That's not fair. Well, if I've already had one cookie, I might as well eat the box. I'll start my diet tomorrow. (laughs) Yeah. Right? So what's what's happened is that we've just gotten so disconnected from ourselves. So we're looking externally for all these answers, but we don't know. It's not a cookie cutter solution. So that's why nothing works. That's why we're constantly on that search for the next quick fix. And our bodies didn't end up the way they are overnight. And we're expecting things to be fixed overnight. So we well, need to- we live in an era of take a pill and, yeah. you know, and it's funny, Sharon, because as you talk about this thing, I'm reminded, you know, in, in, let's see, January was diagnosed with stage three C melanoma and I've been undergoing chemotherapy treatments and I love my doctors. I really do. But when I said to them, well, what can I do nutrition wise, you know, to not only supplement my treatment, but help heal my body. You know, these are some pretty mm. you know, serious chemicals going in. And then <laughs> When my, I did start doing a lot of things that had nothing to do with the traditional medicine. Mm -hmm. He's like, gee, your labs look great. Gee, your, your levels are not, gee, you don't have side effects. And it took him six months to actually listen to me. Because I would say, don't you want to hear what I'm doing? Oh, well, you know, at six months, you know, I have 14 treatments over 14 months. They're like, at six months, you're going to have this. No, I don't have this. At four months, you're going to have this. No, I don't have this. And he didn't understand. He wouldn't let me speak. Mm -hmm. And I finally said, look, finally, he said, I I don't know what's going on here. He said, we know the treatment's working, but I can't tell you why your labs are perfect. Mm, And he goes, they're perfect. He said, eight treatments into this, eight months into this, he goes, you should have this. Wow. And it was very interesting to tell him when I said, well, I've been attending to clean hydration. I've been attending to nutrition, but more importantly, Sharon, I try to work out every day and I go to bed at nine or 10 o'clock and I don't get up till seven. And in the 16 years that I've been a single mom, I can tell you other than when I'm sick, I have never gotten that much sleep from the time I was pregnant. And I'm like, so hmm, do you think maybe mindfulness, meditation, yoga, nutrition, and sleep could have Mm. something to do with those outstanding results? And Mm. he said, maybe. (laughs) 
And I'm not dogging the doctor. I mean, he's wonderful. No, I'm thankful. Yeah, you absolutely. Know. Doctors save lives. Yes. You know, we I need them. Fun. Sharon, I'm just going to jump in here for a second, because as we talk about, you know, mental health, spiritual health, gut health, uh, emotional health, I want to thank our sponsor today because they're right in alignment with my self-care program. And you guys are going to get a kick out of this because our sponsor today is Best Fiends. And Best Fiends is a, it's a game you download it at the Apple App Store or Google play. It's Best Fiends. That's friends without the R. And it is a super fun game, Sharon. And I use it a lot of times for like a mental health break. Um, recently, my son put a plastic dish in the dishwasher and it melted and it cracked and it it just, oh, I was so frustrated. And it wasn't a big deal, except it was a big deal because I was totally stressed out. And instead of yelling at him, instead of making a big deal out of it, I went into my safe place, which is the bathroom because it's the only place people don't follow me in. And I was sitting there with my phone and I'm like, okay, I'm going to play a couple rounds. And what it did is it decompressed impressed me. When I beat up the slugs, I felt less like yelling at my kids. And when I finished the round, they clapped for me. And I really like that because as a mom, very rarely do people clap for you just for like cooking, cleaning, you know, laundry, doing all the things you normally do. So I like it as part of my routine because it does help me de-stress. And one of the things that's really cool about it is it's always updated and there's more levels, events, and challenges added all the time. So you can play away and they put little holiday things in, you know, at Valentine's Day and Halloween and Thanksgiving and, and Christmas, you know, so there's like this little kind of social thing going with the holidays. And I actually play with a bunch of my friends and my family. So it is kind of fun to go ahead of one of your friends, even if your only achievement that day was getting things in the laundry which sometimes is the high point of my day. Download Best Friends. It's free today on the Apple App Store or Google Play. You'll be glad you did. That's friends without the R. Now, we were talking about our health and all the different aspects of our health and how, you know, the medical industry and, you know, many of the, the pharmaceutical industry, all of these industries treat everything individually, not the whole person. Like I was stressed out. The whole person was stressed out, not just my neck muscles, you know, not just my, my teeth from clenching them. You know, the whole body was stressed out, you know, and I think we have to have a, a, a bigger whole body approach to our health. Sandra, you hit the nail on the head because we're compartmentalizing our health, right? So we're looking at, okay, if I just cut out carbs or I cut out this, I'm going to be healthy. But it's everything else that you talked about, right? Health, health is bigger than nutrition. Nutrition is just like one small slice. Well, and so uh, is exercise. And exactly. So is sleep. And so is like, you know, and the other thing I want to talk about and interject in today is the mindfulness. Do you know, mm. every day I have a whiteboard in my bathroom and I write my intentions down and my gratitudes. So they're in there when I brush my teeth, they're in there when I use the toilet. If I go and I'm washing deep conditioning my hair, I look over there on my little whiteboard. It's probably, you know, maybe maybe a foot and a half by six inches or maybe a foot wide. It's not very big. Mm -hmm. And I write in a different color Sharpie. I am grateful for my perfect health. 
I am grateful for, you know, my relationship with my kids, my family, and my community who support me. I'm grateful for my relationship with God and who sustains me. Whatever your visions are, whatever your beliefs are, this isn't about converting anybody to anything. But I set that intention every time I see that board. I set it before I go to bed. I set it when I get up in the morning. And the one thing that has always astounded me, Sharon, is... When the doctor talks to me and he says, he doesn't use your labs are good. He doesn't use your labs look great. He says, your labs are perfect. Mm. I can't Mm. understand why your labs are perfect. And I think back to, because every freaking day, five times a day, I give thanks for my perfect health. I mean, I just think it was a coincidence. It's not a coincidence at all. And doctors are not taught nutrition and mindfulness and all of this. They're taught what they're taught and that's all they know. So the fact that you found this on your own, and it's so interesting because like I write about this in my book about bookending your day with gratitude. The the brain, and you know this, right? The brain just like works wonders where it really doesn't know if something's real or not. Because you, it, it, it hears what you tell it. Right. So you could, right. So when you're filling it with that, it starts to change all the neurons and the neurotransmitters and everything in your DNA down to the core. Like it's that powerful. So when you can get connected and tune into all of that and start paying attention to how you're feeling and what you're doing and, and not just like, oh, what am I eating? Am I getting gas from it? <laughs> you know, it's like, well, what am I feeling? And when even a relationship or a friendship, when it just, you know, how you have like those vampire friends that like suck all the energy out of you. <laughs> right. And some of them can be really nice and they can be really helpful, but you walk away going, wow, that like yeah. does not feel good. And exactly. You can't really put your finger on it because it's really easy if they're the negative Nellies or the, you know, the gossip recipes like those those are the easy ones but there's some that are kind of like nice little leeches that come into life and they just they're kind of stuck to your leg and you don't really notice it until like your blood's gone from your calf you know because it's it's very subtle it is it is and if you're also going like you you're a single mom hundreds of 100 miles an hour with your hair on fire every day like yeah. up in the morning, go, 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 you know, paying the bills, doing everything, and then taking care of your kid, or in my case, multiple kids and my 87-year-old dad, there wasn't a lot of time for reflection. And I look at my cancer now, or the cancer that I had, because it's I call it past tense. In my mind, it's past tense. Yeah. Is I'm not curing cancer, but cancer's curing me. And I'm going to ask you, with your son's illness with his Crohn's disease, let me ask you, did you cure Crohn's or did Crohn's cure your family? Crohn's cured our family. And I love that you said that because I just got goosebumps because I always look at things. I've always been the optimist and I always look at things as a gift when things happen because things don't happen to you. They happen for you. And it's what you do with it. So it was a gift because I was going through a divorce and he was diagnosed and my world was spiraling out of control. And I was like one of those type A personalities, total control freak. And I couldn't control this. I had to let go. I had to surrender. I had to have faith. And like you, it's not about selling religion. It's not about selling. It's just finding whatever your beliefs, your truth is so that you can realize that we 
get these signs throughout our lives. And if we don't pay attention to the little pebbles, they become rocks. If we don't pay attention to the rocks, bricks get thrown in our face. So yeah. for you, it was cancer from, for our family. It was my son's diagnosis. My kids today, I have three young adults now in their 20s. They all thank me for going through divorce, for everything that has happened, because we've all expanded yeah. as a result, because it's given us the room to really grow into who we are each supposed to be, not who society expects us to be. Right. Right. Or and that's all part of the parents or schools or, you yeah. know, let's diagnose society because society can be an older brother or sister. Yes. A society can be a grandmother that has a fixed idea. It can be a teacher that got into your head. You know, mm-hmm. all of these things that are used to invalidate our unique, special and wonderful gifts. You know, this isn't Henry Ford production line where we're creating, yeah. you know, people off a conveyor belt line and allowing people the freedom to grow into who they are designed to be, to do what they are designed to do means everything else takes a back step. And sometimes that takes divorce, very painful way to crack that nut open. Yeah, absolutely. And it's so, you know, fascinating, just even circling back to food and that role in health and disease and everything that's going on is like we have the, the, the most expensive healthcare system in the world. Right. And we really need to be our own health advocates. So, you know, it's, and the thing is, it's like, you don't have to do it all at once. You don't have to expect that it's going to, you know, you're going to fix everything overnight. And we set ourselves up for this disappointment and failure because we think we've got to do it all now. But if we just choose that one thing, like the take action, and and I have these exercises in my book that you actually go through because our bodies are machines like cars, right? They're really meant to run efficiently. And like Hippocrates says, let food be thy medicine and medicine be thy food and everything. So if we can actually stop and consider that We're given manuals for cars. We're even given a manual, like what to expect when you're expecting when you're pregnant. Nobody told you how to take care of this this biggest asset, your health. So, right. So this book in the activities allows you to take that step back and realize, oh, here's an indicator light. What does this mean? What Mm -hmm. does it mean to me? Not what does it mean to the person who wrote that diet book (laughs) that's out there. And then you can slowly peel back those layers so that you can figure out where's the best place for me to start right here, right now. Forget the past. It's gone. Right. Got to start right here. What is the low hanging fruit? What's the simplest thing? Maybe you don't eat a lot of vegetables Add in a vegetable this week. Maybe you're already a little bit, you know, more into healthier foods. Instead of eating regular pasta, you decide to get chickpea pasta. Right. It's picking one thing. That's it. And if you can start shifting those habits and noticing your patterns, it's really amazing what you can discover about yourself. Well, and you know, it's interesting that you talk about some of these things because I go back to, I have, uh, uh, last year I had a sixth grader and they did this thing where they grew like beans and a gel, like a little, looked like a lid, like a Petri dish. You know, it was like a little Mm -hmm. plastic thing. And then one set of beans they poured motor oil in and one set of beans, they poured, they left it just in the little gel thing. 
And mm-hmm. my son's like, mom, you know, what do you think would happen? And, you know, and I'm like, I don't know, like, let's watch and see, you know, knowing that the motor oil is <laughs> going to kill the bean. And when I got the diagnosis of cancer, I thought to myself, what motor oil have I been pouring in the bean? Like, yeah. It was just that basic. And I'm not saying that every cancer can be cured by mindfulness or every cancer can be cured. I'm not a doctor. I'm just sharing what is working for me. But logic tells us that the bean can't grow properly if it's steeped in motor oil. Now, maybe the motor oil doesn't kill it. You know, because one of the little beans struggled for a while and I actually felt bad for it. I wanted to clean the motor oil off it, you know, to like help the little bean, you know, uh-huh. grow into his, you know, grow into him. Um, but that would kind of, you know, defund the uh, the experiment. But it was a good example of the medium being our body. Yeah. And, you know, if we don't put clean hydration in, if we put motor oil in, but the other thing we had to do with a couple of these other bean pods is one of them had to be put in sunlight and one was put in darkness. So what happens to that, you know, and watching this little bean thing grow and seeing how rich and beautiful the bean pod was that got clean hydration, the proper nutrients and the proper balance of sunlight and dark Mm. was this Mm -hmm. beautiful, robust plant. And everything else, you know, there were a couple other conditions that he tested. He put too much sugar in one, you know, things like that. One of them grew big and leggy and, you know, all kinds of weird shapes. (laughs) But it was fun to see and use that as an analogy of our lives. Like, what are we putting into this life and expecting to grow a healthy bean plant? And we're the bean plant. Yeah. So, so interesting that you say that because uh, the other component that we sometimes overlook are the cleaning products that we use in our homes, mm-hmm. the, 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 you know, sanitizers and all the air fresheners that have all these chemicals that we're breathing in. And then also the skincare that we're using because our, our skin's our largest organ. Mm-hmm. And what you put on your skin gets absorbed into your bloodstream faster than the food you eat. Right. So, there's so much that if you see something that says fragrance, it probably has phthalates in it, which is a, a hormone disruptor because what it does is it makes plastics pliable. It makes the fragrance adhere to your skin, but we don't know this because nobody's taught us any of this, right? So even for those who may be really taking care of themselves, it's, you know, oh, wow, what is that product? What am I cleaning my counter with? What am I, you know, breathing in? What type of detergent am I using? It's all of these factors that's either going to have us be the bean that's in the sun growing or in the dark withering. And you're right. It's like we're a Petri dish for all of this. Right. For all of it. I mean, it's just, you know, we are, we are our own experiment and, you know, I think when you look at your life and go, like, I look back to my diagnosis month, Sharon, and I'm like, okay, my my younger brother was living with us with his three dogs. My dad is living with me. He's 87. I have two, you know, preteen teenage boys. I'm soul supporting because the dad does not support us. And mm-hmm. i rather go to work than go to court and try to get blood from a stone, you know, so I'm going through all these things. And I was like, wow, I'm not on my own to-do list. I am not even close to being in any sort of maintenance, you know, like my, my cars got regular oil changes before I would get a full night's sleep. 
Mm. So it's not surprising yeah. that I ended up sick. Yeah. Yeah. It's, um, well, you know, our, our whole lives, and I'm sure for your listeners and even for your friends, I know I had these conversations with my friends, you know, we think that we're healthy. We get used to the symptoms that we're feeling because we don't know that our body should be feeling any differently. Cause that's all we know. Right. So we don't know what feeling really good feels like anymore that we just kind of chalk it off to, you know, chalk it up to, oh, I'm getting older. Oh, you know, going through menopause or whatever I'm going through. And yet if we were to look back and really sit down and you know, put it on like a, a chronological order of what happened when and things that have happened in the past, it really would be like, you know, this light bulb going off of holy cow, you know, maybe when I was sick, when I was a kid, I was on all those antibiotics already started to disrupt my whole microbiome. And, you know, interestingly, when babies are born, in the first two to three years of life, their gut microbiome, which is like trillions of bacteria, in the first two, three years of life, their gut is set as an adult. Wow. That's how far back these issues can start because, you know, you get an ear infection, antibiotic, some other thing, an antibiotic. That's what the go-to. I did that too with my kids. Like, you know, they were all in formula. So who knows what I did right. to them. Right. And then we start to feel so bad, but with that information, it's like, Oh, what can I do now? Now that I'm aware of all of that, we just right. walking around, we're not aware. You know, so we compartmentalize it. I had anemia. I had hypoglycemia, I had eczema. I had um, migraines, strep throat, sinus infections, eczema, um, I'm sure I'm leaving something out. And I thought I was healthy. I was going okay. to all these different doctors, taking all these different meds and OTC and uh, shots from my migraines. And doctors like, you're healthy. I didn't, you know, so it's like, okay, I'm healthy. This is just part of life, right? You hear those phrases, just getting older. Ah, this is just what it is. You feel this way. Wow. I feel this way too. But guess what? I've got that. Do you have that? It's like, we try to top each other off with well, these symptoms. All you have to do is take a trip to another country for a while. Like I spend a lot of time oh, in Australia yeah. and England and not see the pharmaceutical ads at every, you know, cause when my friends come yes. over, they're always like, wow, look at all the, or they go into our markets and our drug stores and they're like, wow, look at all these products, you know, to take away every ailment, you know, problem, whatever. But the problem with all that is we never get to the root cause. Like mm. one of the things that I, I figured out with my health and how low and poor my health was, but I kept pushing. I got two kids. I'm soul supporting. I got to push. I got to push. I got to push. And the one thing that made the biggest difference in my overall health and I'm obviously not a doctor, not supporting anything, but was just sleep. Yeah. Simple sleep, good sleep, you know, yeah. and I, what I did was I kind of redid my bedroom. I had a lot of electronics as I work at night and I edit and do a lot of things in the evening. And what I noticed was my room was never dark and it had lots mm -hmm. of lights beeping and lots of, you know, kind of looked like, you know, Star Trek spaceship. Um <laughs> So the first thing I did was move everything around so that from my bed, 
I don't have any of this interruption. Yeah. The other thing that I bought was this, and I got it on Amazon. It was one of my like, you know, pandemic purchases, but I love it. It's like <laughs> this headband and it's soft and squishy, but it goes over your eyes and it has a little cutout for your nose and it's squishy and it Velcros and it's flat. So you can sleep in it. Mm. it makes my room completely dark. And the mm. other thing, silly as it may seem, I live in Southern California, nights are cool, but I bought this fan that goes in my window. You know, none of these things were major pharmaceutical purchases, Yeah. but they took my sleep to a whole new level. And now I'm like, Ooh, I can't wait to go to bed at night. Not because I'm so tired. Like, you know, that morning you wake up, you look at six Oh five and you're like, crap. It's like 14 <laughs> hours before I can go back here. <laughs> it's not that kind of looking forward to sleep. It's like my bed, my room, my everything is so luxurious and it's not a million dollar bedroom it's just I can lay down and I can get such good sleep and now I look forward to going to bed because it feels so good like yeah who would think somebody who burned the candles at both ends for 25 years would suddenly go you know what guys at 9 30 it's this at 10 o'clock I'm lights out yeah I love that. And it's so important. Yes. Sleep. Honestly, you're right. That hydration, really two of the top, top, top big things because your body needs to rest and digest. It needs to heal. And that's when it does it in the evening. And, um, you know, it's funny that you say that about, you know, just like your, your bedroom, like I, it's my sanctuary also. Like I love at night. I'm like, ah, (laughs) I I have a lavender diffuser that I use. I also, I bought it on like Amazon. I buy everything on Amazon. I know, me too. (laughs) You know, but it's just it, it like you for me, it, it just feels so luxurious. I love lavender and it helps me to just relax and just, you know, think about the day and reflect and do my gratitude and just be happy. And I don't turn on the TV before bed news. I do not. I, I don't want to fill my head with any of that stuff. Um, and yeah, all of that's really important because the stressors that, you know, you talk about kids and you being at home and with COVID and the pandemic and the elections and everything, we're under such stress. It's like chronic, it's fight or flight. And we have to find ways to offset that. So nighttime routine is key. And looking lavender, looking for anything soothing, lemon balm that you could even just take the herb is like fantastic for calming the mind and the body, finding different things that work for you that you feel good about. Because if you don't have that sense, then you're, you're just like tripping wires. It's short circuiting and you can't catch up. And then you can't be present for your kids and for your family and for your loved ones, because you're running around like a chicken without a head. (laughs) It's just like, it's like your, your head's like 10 feet in front of you and you're like chasing it down the road, trying to catch up to it. It's true. And, and you're, you know, and the things that we're talking about, Sharon, are not, they're not a fortune. Like I will tell you a funny story as a single mom, you know, I've been soul supporting for 16 years. That's a long time to raise two kids mm-hmm. in Southern California. And I've had a lot of help from clients and family and, you know, my brothers and sisters would buy school clothes when I couldn't afford it. I, I went through a foreclosure, you know, I, I've had mm-hmm. my share with things. And when I last couple of years, my business after whatever, 11, 12 years finally took off. And mm-hmm. I have, more money than I need to pay my bills. I can pay off my car. You know, I bought another car for my son to drive, you know, things like that, that, you know, uh, that were so far out of reach. 
And when I was broke, I used to sit around looking at things going, oh, when I have money, I'm going to get that. Oh, when I have money, I'm going to get that. When I have money, I'm going to go that get this. And when I got my first big paycheck, I'm like, I go to TJ Maxx. I shop at TJ Maxx and Ross. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I walk in there and I think I could buy anything in this store. Mm. And what I ended up buying was this little three pack of, you know, those facial things, you open up the package and they yeah. have like a tissue paper face that you put on and yes. they feel all good and they smell good. That was yes. my big like purchase. That was my big luxury. Cause normally I'd walk by all of that stuff and go, you know what? We need sneakers. We need, you know, gym clothes. We need knee pads. We need a new soccer bag, like all yeah. those things. And to walk in and go, I could buy anything. Now, granted, it's TJ Maxx. It's not going to break the bank. But I could buy anything in the store. And what did I buy was this little face thing. And I will tell you, that gives me so much peace. And it's so simple, Sharon. I have my Hallmark app on my TV. It's $5 a month. Mm -hmm. I turn on a Hallmark movie. I put my feet up on a pillow. I make myself like a big water with ice and sometimes, you know, maybe a little crystal light or something in there. And I put that silly $2 mask on my face, but I'm happy. Yeah. And that's the thing. Like when you, when you don't have money and things are taking away and things are crumbling, you kind of are forced to come back to a real situation of going, what matters and what doesn't, what's important and what doesn't. Then when you find that season turning around in your life and all of a sudden you can buy these things, you look at things with a different point of view. I'm like, how much do we really need? What do we really need? And what did I really need at that point after getting this big paycheck and being proud of myself? I didn't need diamond earrings or a bracelet. Not that there's anything wrong with that. But you know what I need was some little bit of self-care. Yes. And because of the restrictions, you know, I couldn't go get a facial. I couldn't go get a massage or any of the things that normally maybe somebody with money would do. But I was so happy with my little Korean face mask that yeah. was it just smelled good. Yeah, I, I, it's such a great point because everybody has those little, there's always something that's going to make them happy. And but sometimes it takes uh, adversity, right, to make us really, really dig deep and appreciate and and understand all of that. And so like when I when I. So I live in Manhattan in New York City, and but I raised my kids up in Westchester, which is about an hour north of the city. And um, beautiful. It was like we had acres of land. It was country. It was gorgeous. Perfect place to raise our kids. Big house. We were very, very, you know, knock on wood, like lucky, good, you know. So get divorced. The kids graduate college, and I don't need this house anymore. And I'm thinking, okay, I'm not ready to move into the city where I'm going to get like a shoebox to live in. Right. I need to kind of like downsize slowly. When I finally decided to move into the city, I thought, what do I need? What's going to make me happy? And I knew that what I needed the most was to have a lot of light in my apartment, an open space, and I needed to be near the park. 
I just needed to be close enough near the park. I've been here now for two and a half years. I'm, I'm looking out the window. I, I, I'm so happy I, to get rid and purge and get rid of all this stuff. It was so cathartic. And it's like, to your point, what do I need? I don't need, I just need light. I need sunlight and I need a park. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> right. And it just makes you realize and appreciate that there's so much beauty in just the small things. Or yeah. the nat or, or the, the the nature of things. Well, and I think you know that's the, you know we talk about divorce, and I'd like to um, I like to liken it to I don't tell people I'm divorced. I tell people I'm recycled <laughs> because <laughs> divorce has such an ugly word to it. Yeah. And recycling is like, who doesn't love recycling? We all recycle. It's better for the environment. It's better for everybody. Yeah, um, and just that little tiny change in in one word made such a difference in how I saw myself because you're not damaged. You're not hearted. You're upcycled. Yes. And so, you know, when you look at your health and your life, and I think that's one of the things that the pandemic hopefully has taught people is that your life is your choice. And when the choices are taken away, what's important? So as the choices are given back to us, what choices do we make? Do we make crazy consumptionism? Do we, do we prioritize our things over our relationships? Mm -hmm. Do we prioritize success and external over our internal health? Mm -hmm. Well, interesting issues. Yeah, interesting because success also, how are you defining what success means? Is it external with money or is it internal with your relationships? So interestingly, I I don't mind the word divorce for me, but I didn't like saying my ex-husband. That to me sounded like divorce sounds to you, kind of like, yeah. So I always refer to him as my former husband because he is. And he's always going to be the father of my kids and he's always going to be in my life. And without him, the gift of our children would never have been. So I, you know, it's again, right. Looking at how you, the point of view, everything is point of view. And I think the pandemic for so many people I've spoken to, it's really, yeah. Giving you a second lease on what's really important to me and how can I take this time to have some downtime and what do I want to do with it? Who do I want to spend it with? What right. do I want to be doing? And that's and how what... do I want to be feeling. Yeah. Like that was a big thing for me um, because I had a very high conflict divorce and I was um, married to someone fairly high profile. When it went sideways, I felt bad for so long, Mm. you know, because he was more in the media and more in the public eye than I was. There was lots of judgment over me and who I am and what I did or how I did it. Or, you know, people didn't even know his opinion. And those things were really hard for me. And I spent probably seven or eight years feeling bad. So when Mm. the pandemic happened, I wanted to change things to go, okay. I'm not going to focus on feeling bad or sad or whatever anymore. What do I need to focus on feeling good? And that coincided coincidentally, you know, with the cancer diagnosis of what do I drink that where I feel good. Yeah. And it's temporary versus long-term, a temporary soda might feel good, but how do I feel 
you know, a couple hours later. And thankfully with the pandemic, the kids are home. There are no sports. I'm not going hundred miles an hour driving everywhere, any, you know, all the time. Cause I think that's the thing. We're so busy. There's so many distractions out there. I don't think most of us, I know I didn't even know what we're feeling. Mm, you're right. We, we don't have time to feel right. We, we, Cause all we're doing is doing right. And right. as moms, that's, you know, we're super, we're wonder woman. You know, I feel like I have the, the gold bracelets on and we're going, pew, pew. <laughs> we try to fend everything off. Right. And, you know, to the point of uh, diet soda, cause I actually just had this conversation with someone who said, well, can I have a diet soda once in a while? And it really goes back to you, uh, not you, me speaking to you, but you, you know, the audience of, of how do I want to live my life? I, I personally do not live in the woods. I don't eat bamboo shoots and leaves. <laughs> you know, I don't live, I don't live, I have a tree house. I, I, I have running electricity. I eat food, you know, it's, and I even will drink alcohol. Like I'll do things, but it's looking at the, out of a hundred percent of my being, if I can 80 to 85%, 90%, just really take care, eat nutrient-dense foods, eat really, you know, healthy from the earth, uh, drinking the pure water, sleep, exercise, my relationships. If for that 10, 15, whatever the percent is, nobody can tell you or judge you on what it should be for you. But if you feel that and you understand, all right, I know artificial sweeteners, it, you know, it's going to short circuit my brain and my neurotransmitters. It's going to fire things off, excitotoxin, blah, blah, all these science words. <laughs> it's, do I care for this moment? Is it enough for me to not want it? Do I want to enjoy it? And then when you choose, just enjoy it. You want to have chocolate? Again, it's thinking through of your life and of your 100% and dividing it down to enjoy, to indulge, to not feel deprived, to not feel like you're restricted, because then that leads to the whole self-sabotage. And if you feel good and you're like, you know what? Yep. I feel like having a burger and fries today. All right. I can live with that. I know I may feel like, you know, crap the next day. I may feel tired and sick and, but I'm choosing. Right. Then, then it's your choice. Then you own it, you enjoy it, you do it and you let it go and you move on. And I think that's part of the problem. The biggest thing that we have, the challenge of being present to make that choice and realize it's okay. It's okay. Right. Right. Well, and I think the concept of should I or shouldn't I is easily handled. And I'm going to say this because I'm a tech girl on your cell phone. So I have this app. It's a reminder app. It's a Todoist is the the company that I use. They didn't pay any endorsement today. And our author did not pay any endorsement today. But I have reminders on my phone that are funny. They're not the typical reminders. They're not here to pick up the, you know, laundry or drop something off. They'll say things like, um, don't forget it's nourishment, not eating. Like, Mm. Little mm-hmm. mind things. It'll come up and I have to check that off every day. And then yeah. um, some, you know, another one that I have on here, cause I kind of, I did have a diet Coke, diet Pepsi, diet Mountain Dew addiction. And I'm like, you can have one if you really want it. Think about it. 
And I have to check that statement off. It's like washing. I check that statement off and I have all these other reminders on there and I go through, I have 26 of them a day, which sounds ridiculous. But when you're going out throughout your day and you're sitting there waiting, you look at your cell phone, you might go on Facebook or Pinterest or something in real time. Why not go on your to-do list and check off like your, you know, like my behavior modification, you know, app on there. But it reminds me to stay mindful because how many times do you just grab a diet Coke at 4 PM or grab a candy bar at two o'clock. Like my thing was the four o'clock soda. Like I would Mm -hmm. start work at eight o'clock, work all day, not eat, and then have a four o'clock diet, Pepsi, diet Coke, diet Mountain Dew. And no disrespect, love those products. Mm -hmm. But I couldn't get over that. And I actually worked with Dr. Lori Shemek of Fat Flamation. She's a, an author of a, a book about fat flammation. And she said, Sam, you've got to change it up for something else. You can't just stop it. Because I would be right. like trying to work going Diet Coke, trying to work Diet Pepsi, go to work, right? you know. And it was yeah. it was crazy. But I started teaching spin. And I signed up to teach a spin class at 4 o'clock. Mm. So I couldn't go there Because nobody can teach a spin class after drinking a Diet Coke. Nobody, you know, you're going to be burping the whole class. So (laughs) I put some, you know, I put some kind of preventative action. And because I was hired to teach the class, I had to show up on time. It's amazing how quickly what was a 20-year habit Mm -hmm. go away immediately because it was substituted with something else. And what I found was I felt so good after my spin class I didn't want that. I wanted, I was thirsty. So I wanted clean water. You know, that was an easy one. And then after I had so much energy, I didn't have the craving for the caffeine or the sugar. Yeah. I, I love that. And that is so spot on because, and that's why all these diets don't work because they're saying, no, no, deprive, pull it all out. But if you have nothing to replace it with, just like your thoughts, well, of course you're going to go back to it because there's nothing to disrupt it. You have to be able to disrupt the pattern. And if you're, you know, when you're going through all of this, there maybe is a point where, you know, people are like, wow, well, I still feel crappy. I'm still, something's off. I'm doing everything. And I'm, I'm really like, I get it. What's missing? Then it could go down to an even deeper layer of like, how do I really get to the root of this? Do I need to do any type of specific at-home testing? Mm-hmm. Do I maybe want to get a hair analysis and see, oh, are my minerals off? Maybe that's why I have these sugar cravings because I've done everything else. Check, check, check. Then it's like, hmm, now that I know that I'm paying attention and writing and doing, what else could I do to really see what's lurking beneath or doing a stool test and seeing what's really happening in my gut microbiome? Like, You know, there's actually a lot of bacteria in there that are like precursors to autoimmune disease or rheumatoid arthritis. So if you can find these things out and think, wow, you know, my mother, my grandmother had rheumatoid arthritis. I'm just using it as an example. I don't want to be like that, but I'm doing everything right. Am I missing something? And that's when it's like, hmm, thinking, what else can I do and how can I incorporate everything without going traditional? Because there's so many so many modalities to alternative to functional medicine and nutrition that 
it's like a Pandora's box. So, and it's when I say that, it's like so hopeful because there's so much you can do. There's so much you can do. You know, and I was down, um, you know, and we've got to wrap it up in a couple of minutes, but I was talking to uh, one of my doctor friends who works at MD Anderson and she was talking about the spirit body brain. And when they're working with children and chronic illnesses, how they talk to the child about, is there anything hurting in their spirit? You know, mm -hmm. your spirit being your energy body, being your emotions, your feelings, you know, however you want to define it. Um, and then how does that affect the brain and how does that then affect the body? And they called it spirit body brain medicine. And I thought mm -hmm. that's pretty cool because we're, we're such a complex system. We're not just our yeah. brain. We're not just our endocrine system. We're not just our feelings. We're not just our thoughts. You know, there were all these different layers so why would we think and compartmentalize health that attending to one little box yeah. would make all the difference? Absolutely. Absolutely. It's uh, amazing. Uh, I actually do those activities in my book as well, because it is, it's mind, body, spirit. You have to look at the whole. It's uh, fascinating that what you can discover about yourself. Yeah. So where can people find your book? My book will be on Amazon. You can go to my website, SharonHolland with one L.com. <laughs> the name of the book is The Gut Method, Secrets Beyond Your Plate for a Healthier, More Energetic Life. And uh, you can connect with me on all my social media handles. Everything's on my website. Terrific. Terrific. I'm going to make a promise to you on the air today. When I get my copy of the book, I'm going to work through it. And then we're going to have another show talking about, you know, it's all well and good to talk about this new book that's coming out. Isn't this great? Rah, rah, rah. But let's yeah. have a conversation about what was it really like to work through it? And, you know, how did that change me and how did that affect it? I think that would be a very compelling. Um, I like the aspect that it has a journal aspect that I think is really intriguing to me. And I'm a, I'm a big journaler. I'm doing journal. Mm. Cameron's uh, creativity program that's back from the 70s. You know, you buy it on Amazon, a couple books, and, and I've been doing it. It's a 12-week program, and it's been wonderful. I've done things like this before, so I'm really looking forward to handling it from a different, the same technique from a different point of view. Mm -hmm. I can't wait. That sounds fantastic, and uh, yeah, we'll, we'll definitely regroup. <laughs> yeah, we'll be back. All right. So again, check out her book. Her name is Sharon Holland, H-O-L-A-N-D. Look for just G.U.T. That's the easiest way I find it. You don't remember anything else, but if you remember, got, got the periods in it, you'll find it. We'll be back again next week with another great episode. Thanks for having me. It's been wonderful. Thanks for being with us today on Motherhood Talk Radio, starring Sandra Beck. Join us again. We've got something you won't want to miss. Motherhood Talk Radio is a production of Beck Multimedia.